the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. A very blessed Passover week to all of you and also Resurrection Sunday. My name is Christina Sasso and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. This broadcast is being brought to you by the generous partners and members of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church here in San Antonio, Texas. And consider partnering with us because this is an awesome seat so that we can continue to expand our outreaches all over the world. You can make a monthly commitment by going to our website, SOGMI.org. Again, it's SOGMI.org and click Donate. Or a one-time seed is also appreciated, okay? So it is a Passover week. Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International celebrated the Passover last Friday at sundown, of course. And it was a very intimate gathering. We uh, decided to keep it small. This is the first time that we only have uh, 30-plus people to come and celebrate the Passover with us because of all the things that are happening all over the world and how God is positioning you and I in this uh, great gathering and harvest, not just for this country, but all over the world. So I am excited about that. And we had a good time. We held it at the house on the deck and everybody participated. It is the young children who, uh, who did the um, Old Testament Seder meal. And of course, Ed and Mike and I and the rest of the, of the group did the last phase, which is the most important one and why we celebrate Passover. Jesus is our Passover lamb. Okay. Do you know that we are commanded to celebrate three feasts in the Bible? It says it is a lasting ordinance, and Jesus also celebrated this uh, feast while he was here on the earth. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 14 through 15, and I'm reading from NIV. These are the three feasts, okay? This is not just for the Jewish people to celebrate. It is as important to Christians, to the born-again believers, okay? So in Exodus chapter 23, verse 14 and 15, it says, Three times a year you are to celebrate a festival to me. Celebrate the feast of unleavened bread. For seven days eat bread without yeast, as I commanded you. This is the Passover also. Okay? Do this at the appointed time in the month of Abib, for in the month you came out of Egypt, no one is to appear before me empty-handed. Deuteronomy 16, 16, three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose. 
at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Weeks is uh, 49 days plus one day, which is 50 days after the Passover, or we call it now the Pentecost. Okay, that's the Feast of the Weeks. And the third is the Feast of Tabernacles. No man should appear before the Lord empty handed. So everyone, those who attended, they all have something to offer to the Lord last uh, Friday. We made sure of that. Okay. So it is important for us, as I said, our Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm going to address this later in this broadcast, our Lord Jesus Christ celebrated the Passover. We call it now the communion or the Last Supper. It's not. It's a Passover celebration. It is a whole week. And I'm going to read from the Bible to show it to you. So it is important for us Christians to name it not an Easter week, but it's a Passover week. We pass over from death to life because of Christ Jesus. Okay? And it is a requirement. And also, we know that the Holy Spirit came upon the 120 at the upper room during what? During the Pentecost or the Feast of the Weeks. And Jesus celebrated the uh, Feast of Tabernacles in John chapter 7, verse 37 through 8. Okay? The Feast of Tabernacles, they're all important. The Feast of Tabernacles in the Jewish, uh, in the Jewish people, they are um, rejoicing and thanking God and celebrating God's provision in the wilderness. And they live in tents and celebrate it because they lived in temporary dwelling place on their uh, journey to the promised land. And also for the Jewish people, the Feast of Tabernacles is also a gathering of the Jewish people in Jerusalem waiting for the Messiah. And at the same time, they are believing and they're looking that all the nations of the earth will gather in to Jerusalem to look and worship the Messiah. For us Christians, we know without any shadow of doubt that is Jesus Christ. That is in Zechariah fourteen sixteen. So when we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles as a Christian, it is so awesome. It is awesome for the provision of God for the Jewish people, but it is so awesome for the, for, for the body of Christ. Because during the Feast of Tabernacles, Christians enjoyed and worshiped God for two things. We became the tabernacle of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, the hope of glory, right? We became the house of God, not the buildings, but us, you and I, once you're born again. The second is we are celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles because of the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the millennial kingdom and the ruling and reigning with us here on earth. That's the Feast of Tabernacles. So we celebrated it at Freedom Fellowship Church. Uh, it's not during the month of September or October. It's not during the fall. It's, uh, it's December 31st. And we call it the prophetic gathering of the saints because what we're celebrating, even the Jewish what's celebrating, is a prophetic gathering also for the upcoming Messiah. For them, it's their first time. For us, it's the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? But let's go back to the Passover celebration because we just finished it. Okay? 
So I quoted to you Deuteronomy 16, 16, three times a year. All of you must appear and celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread or Passover. Okay. In Exodus chapter 23, 15, it also says, Celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread. For seven days, eat bread without yeast as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Abib, for in that month you came out of Egypt. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Exodus chapter 12, starting with verse 3. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what its person will eat. The animals you choose must be a year old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goat. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and on the top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or cooked in water, but roast it over the fire, head, legs, and inner parts. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is a day you are to commemorate for the generations to come. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. For seven days, you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your houses, for whoever eats anything with yeast in it from the first day through the seventh must be cut off from Israel. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly, and another one on the seventh day, do not work on all these days except to prepare food for everyone to eat. That is all you may do. And then Moses commanded them to choose their Passover lamb. In our days, thank be to Jesus, we get our lamb. We don't have to slaughter any animals. We buy them at the grocery store. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're under a new covenant. By just preparing this, the Jewish people has to observe what Moses commanded them. With us, we celebrate Jesus as the Passover lamb. This is so easy. And since God the Father offered his only begotten son to the world as an everlasting Passover lamb, then we are free, we are delivered, we were been redeemed because of his blood. That is why I am so grateful to the Lord. Amen? So Passover week is important to the Jewish people, and it is 
just as important for us Christians because of what Jesus did. He became our Passover lamb. For the Jewish people, they go to the tradition of eating bitter herbs, which represents their slavery in Egypt. They eat bread without yeast to remember how they were in a hurry to leave. They toast or drink wine to remember the promises of God to them, and so on and so on, and the promise of God for the upcoming Messiah. Today, we as Christians focus on Jesus as our Passover lamb. And if you miss to celebrate the Passover this year, then plan on celebrating it next week. And after 50 days, the Feast of the Weeks or Pentecost, we can celebrate that. So as a Christian, on the other hand, we remember the bitter herbs, the bitterness of sins, and we remember how Jesus took our infirmities, became sin and a curse for all of us, and we eat the boiled eggs to celebrate new life, okay? We eat the unleavened bread to remind ourselves that we are not contaminated by the sins of the world and the ways of the world, and we rid ourselves of the leaven of the Pharisees or, and Sadducees, meaning we got rid or we must rid ourselves of the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees like Jesus reminded his disciples. Religiosity, traditions of men that makes the word of God of no effect, all their practices and religiosities. Okay? In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. We drink and toast wine now during the Passover celebration to look forward to the wedding supper of the lamb. We celebrate Passover because of Jesus. We pass over from death to life everlasting with him. And also, just to remind you, this celebration, it is a must. It is not just required for the Jewish people. Jesus celebrated the Passover. And in the book of Acts, the disciples also celebrated the Passover. So we need to celebrate the Passover week. We don't call it Easter Sunday. We don't call the eggs Easter bunnies. Okay? It is a new life, the newness of life in Christ Jesus. That's what the eggs meant. Okay? In Mark chapter 14, verse 12. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? This is also in Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22, starting with verse 7. Then came the day of the unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. 
They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared a Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. The wedding supper of the Lamb. This is what we're waiting and looking forward to, to celebrate Passover with Jesus again. While here on earth, we celebrate the week of Passover as Jesus as our Passover Lamb. Okay, verse 17. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This is not communion. This is important. Is the remembrance of Passover. Jesus being the Passover lamb, and we pass over from death unto life. Okay, so when we do communion, when we celebrate the Passover, we do it in remembrance of him. That is also in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26, and Mark chapter 14, verse 22. In 1 Corinthians, so the Apostle Paul continues to teaching his disciples to celebrate the Passover being Jesus as the Passover lamb. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 24. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The Passover week, for me, in my opinion, is the most difficult week for our Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of Men. He became God's sacrificial lamb for all of our sins, for our redemption, for our deliverance, for our prosperity, blessings, countless of wonderful things for us. He did it for us and countless of affliction. He went through countless of affliction, pain, and suffering so that we don't have to. So from the biblical account, Jesus sent his disciples to look and to prepare the Passover at the upper room. So we know they celebrated the Passover meal, okay? And the night Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples at the upper room, that is the same night that he was betrayed by Judas. And after the Passover, Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray with, what, John, James, and Peter? And then he was arrested. Passover week. The following day, Peter denied him three times. Jesus was arrested and he was brought to the house of the high priest. Are you getting this, body of Christ? This is how much he suffered, okay, for you. And he looked ahead of time. He was able to endure the cross in accordance to Hebrews, I believe in chapter 12, for the joy that is set before him, that is you and I, recognizing, acknowledging, and worshiping him as our Lord and Savior and become one of his disciples, okay? And we must obey the Great Commission because of that. 
And here's the second thing why the church need to celebrate this much, much more than the Jewish people. In the book of Genesis, we know the creation that God said that it is not good for Adam to live alone and he provided a helper for him. So God put Adam into a deep sleep and he took a rib on his side and he created Eve from Adam's side. Okay? So Eve was taken from Adam's side. Now, Jesus, as the second Adam, when he gave up his spirit at the cross, the second Eve, the church was taken from his side. This is very significant, my dear brothers and sisters. And it was accounted in John chapter 19, verse 31 through 35. John chapter 19, verse 31 through 35. It says, Therefore, because it was the preparation day that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day. I think I'm reading this from New King James Version, okay? The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, he was already in deep sleep, they did not break his legs. Verse 34. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately Blood and water came out. As a mother, when blood and water comes out, it means to say it's give, you're giving birth. Okay? Your water will break, and then pain will come, and then blood. Okay? So, verse 34. John chapter 19, 34. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. When Jesus died on the cross and his side was pierced, out came the bride of Christ, Eve. Romans chapter 5, verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. Okay? In 1 Corinthians 15.22, For us in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. The first Adam is a physical Adam. The second Adam is a spiritual king from heaven. Okay? 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 50. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The last Adam is Christ Jesus. Verse 46, the spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, the second man from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. You have to be heavenly minded. 
And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the men from heaven. So I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So the bride of Christ, the Eve, who is going to take dominion with the second Adam here on the earth is Christ Jesus, and we are the second Eve. Glory to God. So we were going to celebrate the Resurrection Sunday, this Sunday, or today, for those of you that are listening today, Sunday. Today is a Resurrection Sunday. It is the beginning of the first day of the seven weeks for the Feast of the Weeks or Pentecost. So God bless you for tuning in and happy Resurrection Sunday. And join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road of I-810. Our morning service is at 1030 in the morning. And if you cannot be there, we are live streaming at exactly 11 a.m. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org, or find us on YouTube. And consider partnering with us. The Lord is expanding and continue to expand this ministry and this radio outreach. Consider partnering with us by your monthly pledge or one-time seed by going to our website, SOGMI.org. And if you miss any of our programs here in this station, we are on podcast. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.